Okay, let's get on into our discussion of this year's Parshas Balak, Tafshin Ayin Zayin, uh, as we continue in Sefer Bamidbar, and we have the story of Bilam and Balak and Am Yisrael and everything that comes out of this uh, story. Says the Torah, Vayar Balak ben Sipar, Balak ben Sipar sees is kol asher asa Yisrael amori. Balak sees what's going on. Balak sees what Am Yisrael did to the Amori. Last week we know, we learned that Moshe Rabbeinu sent, he, he wanted to make peace, he didn't want war, he didn't want to fight, but they didn't listen, they went out with swords. But Balak heard everything that Bnei Yisrael had done to the uh, Amori, and as Rashi quotes, Amar elu malachim, We were scared of these people. Lo amdu bifneim. And they didn't stand up in front of them. And therefore he was scared. And what happened? He goes and he hires Bilaam. Please, the nation has come out. Please come. So we have the whole story of Balak and Bilaam. In the time of Dekra. In source number one. If we read the whole story, it's pretty clear. Who started the whole process? Whose idea was it? <laughs> Who really wanted to curse the Jews? It was Balak's idea. Balak hired Bilam. Balak spent the money. Balak did everything that he can. And Balak tried again and again and again. After Bilam failed, oh, come over here. Oh, come over here. It was Balak that was really pushing. As we've discussed in the past, just reading the Psukim, Bilam doesn't seem such a terrible person. Right? If we read with Chazal, obviously, and they had the, the, in, the insight. But compared to Balak, reading the Torah Shibach Balak seems worse. Balak seems to be the one that really wants to uh, to curse the Jews and really the ones that wants to get rid of everything. He's the instigator. Asks the time of the Krah then, so why is it that ba- uh, Balak ends up having a descendant like Rus HaMoaviyah and Bilam ends up getting killed? Bilam Amar Lo as we learned in the beginning of Parachelak, Bilam does not have a Chelak in Olam Haba, right? Sadiqe, Chasidi, almost Olam do have a Chelak, as the Rambam describes also in Hilchos Malachim. But the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, Bilam does not. Right? We don't find that Balak doesn't have a Chelak. And he quotes the Gemara in Harios, similar in uh, Babakama, Shebizchar Membez Karbanos, Shehikriv Balak Harasha, Bizchus, the 42 Karbanos that Balak gave, right, three times, three times seven, and then uh, Par in the Ayel, Zachav Yatsam and Arus, Bilam was the one that gave the idea. Bilam did worse. And Bullock's the one that gets the schar. That's his kasha. It's not just about what's done. It's about motivation. And if it applies in the negative, as we have in this context, it also applies in the positive. Says the time of the Krah. We just saw the first Rashi in the Parsha. Balak was scared. Balak was nervous. Balak thought he would be overpowered by Yagar Moav Mipreya Amod. Was it pure anti-Semitism? They were scared. They were really scared that the Jews would overthrow them, overtake them. He was scared. He was nervous. That was Balak. See, he was a Russia, but 
we understand. It's not inherent. It's not uh, in the DNA. He was just scared of the enemy. What did Bilam do all this for? He did it for money. But why did he do it? Because he hated the Jews. That's Midos. Midos rose. Not just scared, but about Gaiva. Someone who thinks he's better. Someone who thinks he's in power. Kavid, Taiva, Kina. All those four hediotos that are listed in the Mishnah there, that are not kings. They're all midos rose. He quotes the Archas Yosha from the Rush, but that says the the time of the Kra. That's the difference. Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees inside. Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't just uh, look at the action and look on the uh, chitzonius. What seems to be worse? Who's the one that is uh, uh, the instigator? Hakadosh Baruch Hu knows what's inside, right? Is it out of fear? Is it out of midos rose? And we might say that if this is by midos rose, if this is by uh, averos, Hakadosh Baruch Hu also looks by mitzvos. You know, why are we doing mitzvos? Are we just doing it because of an external uh, reason, right? By Balak, it was because of fear of the enemy. Do we do it because of peer pressure? Do we do it because of something ex- something external? We want to get covered? Or is it because we realize that this is the Dvar Hashem? We realize this is Chay Olam. We realize that this is something that I need to do, that I have to do, that I want to do. It's part of my Mahus. Like the Bilam in the opposite direction was part of his Mahus. And that's why we have Bilam as compared to, as compared to Balak. Okay. Moving right along. That starts us off. So the parish, the parsha starts off. The Balak says Malachim to Bilam, and he says, "Hine, I'm Yatsa mimitzrayim. Hine chisa seina aretz. They're covering there. There's so many. Vuhu yoshe mimuli. Vata pasikvav lechana aralias amazet. Please come curse them. Ki atzumu mimeni. Ulai uchal nakebo. Maybe we together will have the power with your curse. Vagarashenam in aretz. Ki adati because I know." You are you of the power of the mouth. You have the power of bracha. You have the power of klala. But Bilam is told by Balak, come. L'chana arali ki atzum. Please come. L'chana arali. Ask the Tosefes bracha. The Torah Tamima. Yesh l'var baruch alevi Epstein. Bracha. Yesh l'har b'chlal. Loma lo hayelo l'balak l'havsir kol kach b'bilam b'yagiyah v'tachnunim. What is Balak getting so upset for? And what was its original request anyway? That he says, come and curse the Jews. What do you have to, what do you have to send to Bilam to come, to schlep, to be with him, and then to go and look at the Jews? Just send to Bilam, please, I'm paying you, I'll send him some gold. Go curse the Jews from where you are. Why didn't Bilam do that? Why did Balak require Bilam to come? We have many times people do some cursing without the cursed one in front of them. Right? Don't curse someone in your in your bedroom. So why was Balak so insistent? That Bilam has to come to curse the Jews where where uh, where he is. So Tosefus Bracha has three suggestions based on a Chazal that we're going to spend some time on. Bezus Hashem. The F Shalafarish answer shot number one. Alderach Drash Agadi. Based on the Gemara Masechet Brachas Davzayin. 
The Gemara Darshans on, in Brachas Davzayin, based on the Pasuk in Sefer Tehillim, Vikel Zoem Becholyo, Hashem gets angry every day. Vikamozamo Rega, how, how long does he get angry for? A millisecond. Rega. Kamoshan Amar ki Rega biapo, as we say every morning. Upirshu Kama Rega, how much is Rega? One, eight, uh, right, the Mishmona May, Rebo, Vishmona Salafim, Mushmona Mayos, Vishronim. One tiny, tiny, uh, uh, section of a, of a minute. Vein Kopiria, Yechol Lechavin, Osa Rega, nobody knew that moment. Nobody knew the second that he would get angry. Chutz, Bilam Arasha. Bilam was the one. Bilam was the one that knew what moment during the day HaKadosh Baruch Hu would get angry. And that was the moment that he was going to curse the Jews. That was the moment. Asks Tosfas there, Brachas Davzayin. But what could you say in a moment? God is only angry for a moment. So what could you say in a moment? Asked Tosfas. There's no time. So Tosfas has two answers. Two answers. First, Tosfa says, "V'im tomar my ha'yacholom b'shas regal yishlomar kalem, destroy them." One word. You can say that very fast, quickly. Claim, destroy them. That's one shot. Says the aim the Tosefes bracha. According to this shot, we understand why Bilam had to be there. If Bilam just says the word "curse them" wherever he is in the world, how do we know what, who is the object? Nation that Bilam is cursing. You have to be in front of them. Why was he so uh, strongly and, and pushing? No. Yanki, who Bilam? Bilam was trying to figure out that moment of anger. If Bilam is in front of them and says, curse them, aim, destroy them. The word is referring to them. Bilam sees them, beautiful. But if Yisrael, you'd have to say the object of the curse. And that is number one. If you're right in front of the person or the persons being spoken about, then you don't have to, you don't have to specify. And he quotes, even we find this in another halacha, another precedence, line 26. If I'm davening for a chole, I don't have to mention the chole's name, right? Moshe Rabbeinu. Kel na rafan Right, Kel Rafat na law. Well, that's saying Miriam's name, just law to her. Because if you're standing in front of the patient, so then you don't have to mention the name. As we know, one of the parts of of uh, the mitzvah Biker Cholim, part of the mitzvah that many don't know about, that don't remember. Right, the post can all mention Biker Cholim has three parts. Number one, to uh, do something physical for the patient. Do something physical. Uh, lift up the pillow, get the nurse, whatever it is, number one. Number two, make them feel good. And number three, to daven for them. Somebody doesn't daven, we could go spend hours, but often we don't remember. And we don't have to daven, doesn't mean that when we're, when we're in the, in the uh, room, we have to say, Hindi Mukhunam Zuman, Lakayim Mitzvah, Zeshobikar Cholim, and I'm davening for you. No. You could daven in one's heart. 
Daven in one's mind. One doesn't have to say the words, uh, Beferish right there. But we have to daven. So when we daven though, we don't have to say, we don't have to say the name. Kia em es hadavar hamivukash. He wasn't in front of him. But that is all number one. Why did Balak make Bilam come? Because if he knows that his power is in that moment, that he can only say Kla'im, destroy them, then you have to be in front of them to know who the Kla'op is going to go on. Answer number one. Answer number two says the Tosavis Bracha, but there's another day in Tosavis. And according to the second day in Tosavis, you wouldn't be able to say this. Right, what's the first, second day of Tosfus? Says Tosfus, I'll read it. Inami, Once, if Bilam would start at that moment, As long as you start then, then it is okay, you could finish afterwards. You just have to start at that moment. And that's all he needed. And that's why it would have been enough. We discussed in past years, right, the Chiddush of Samachronim, the Eretz Tzvi, the Kashuk lover, uh, quotes this Chiddush about maybe davening Bizman. As long as you started davening Bizman, so then even if you finish Laacharzman, you know, maybe it could, uh, it could be okay because of this day of, of Tosas. The Archa also quotes that, uh, that idea. Anyway, it's a Chiddush Gadol. But anyway, says the, Tosefes Bracha, quoting the Tosfos, the second day of Tosfos, then we go back to our question. If you say that you, once you start at that point, you could continue, so then you back to our question of why did Balak have to be, had a bill have to be in front of Balak? Right? He could specify who the curse would be going on. The Hine line 33, after quoting Tosas, Why did he expend so much energy? Why did he schlep him? So answer number two, says the Tosefes Bracha. As the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, Bilam was a ra ayin. He had an evil eye. An evil eye he had. He had a power with his eye. We know many Chazals that talk about Bilam and his eye. And he had a power in the eye, whatever, whatever, um, uh, destructive power he wanted to put into his look, he would. So if it was all in his eye, he had a sea. He had to see and cast his evil eye on the people. And that's why Balak brought him. Because again, he knew that this was his power. His power is Ayin Ra'a, right? In contrast to Avram Avinu, Ayin Tova. Avram Avinu had the good eye. Avram maybe also had a look. And that's why he brought people into his tents. He wanted to see them. He wanted to lead them. He wanted to teach them through his vision, through seeing them. But that is number two. It's number, maybe it was just the power of the eye that Bilam had. And that is why he had to bring him. Number two. Number three, the final answer on line 40. The Ode Efshel Afari Shatam, Shera Balak Lenachon Lodroshes Bilam Avolum Kamamshel Yisrael, to come to the Jews Lekalel, Philos Tapekim Yikalabamakam Shehu, not to curse him wherever they were, uh, not in front of them. Alpimashi Yeshla Hair Blushin Balak. If we look closely at the words of Balak, we've touched on this, other Mepharshim also pick up on this. Balak never calls the Jews the Jews. What happens at the beginning of the parsha? Vayagra Moav Mipnei Ha'am. Balak sees what happened, what Bnei Yisrael did. He's not talking there. He sees what Bnei Yisrael did. Vayagra Moav Mipnei Ha'am. 
Ma'od, Vayakat Moab, Mibnei Bnei Yisrael. So Moab was, was, was cut. They were, there was like thorns. But what happens? What does Moab say? Yilachua Kahal has Kosvimusinu, this Kahal. And what does he send? Tevilam, Hine Am Yatsami Mitzrayim. Am. Hine Atalacha Na Arali Es Haamaze. And they go to Bilam and they quote Divrei Balak. I'll stay here and I'll see what Hakadosh Baruch Hu says. They are Bilam Balak, the king of Moab. Always it's the Am, the Am. And then Hashem says to Bilam, Lo Taoras Am, Kivaruchu. Bil Balak never mentions the name of the people. He doesn't want to even say their name. He thinks too disgusting and too dirty. So it says the. Says the uh, Maybe this is even alluded to what we learned in last week's parsha that the Kanani Melech Harad heard that the Miriam died. There was no more water, and it was really Amalek. And Amalek didn't want to identify itself because he didn't want to uh, Bnei Yisrael to know who to daven to. Right there, also uh, the uh, the words are and names are. Are focused on turning the page. Umata Yeshlomar, the Lachain Amar Stam Lachana Aurelius Amaze, Kadesha Yetsu, Misafek Shemosam, the Kivan Shakain, Halo Behekra, Hayesha Yabilam Bim Komasha Yisrael. Again, if you just, this nation, this nation, which nation are you talking about? Balak. So Bilam had to come, and Balak had to focus and emphasize who it was. And in that way, have the curse to be effective. Um, now I'm just ending off. Bilam Matzaderech Acheres lifts our suffix there. Bilam solves this problem in a different way, and therefore he curses Bnei Yisrael in all of their names. Right? I skipped that part of it. It could be that Balak didn't want to focus on one Yisrael or Yaakov, because maybe one would be cursed and not the other one. But Bilam mentions both of them. We know it from the bracha, Olecha Yaakov Mishkanosecha Yisrael. But that was his plan. And that is why, a third idea, why they had, why Bullock felt that Bill had to be there. Number one, because he had to say Kla'im. Number three, similar, he didn't want to specify which part of Am Yisrael, which aspect of Am Yisrael, and the middle one, which uh, Bilam had in Ayin, in Ayin Ra'af. Okay. Moving right along, continuing, uh, the discussion of that Chazal that we mentioned from Mesechas Brachas. Continuing, but again, a couple of points to, to, um, Mentioned. So let's review that for a minute because we're going to get uh, the, 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 the continuation of the Gemara is important for us now. The Gemara says there, Brachas Dav Zion, that Bill Hashem would get angry at one millimeter, millisecond of every day. Bill knew exactly when that would be. Ein Kober Yechol Chaveno Sasha Chutz, Bill Marasha. Tichsev Be Yodea Daas Elyon. He knows the Daas Elyon, the Gemara says. He knows the Daas Elyon. He couldn't even communicate with an animal. Hashda das vehemdolo have a yada. Das elyon have a yada. Ela malamed. Shahaya yodea lechavain otashaa. Shakarashbarachu koespa. He can identify the moment that Hashem would get angry. And vahainu damalu navi Yisrael. And this is what the navi says to Bnei Yisrael. Right? We know this is the Haftorah. Ami zachar na. Right? The pasuk from Micha. Mayat balak ben Moav. And then how does it end off? Man das tzidkos Hashem. The tzedek of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Amr Abelazar, Amr Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Yisrael do kamet stakos asisi imachem. Hashem says, "How much stuck I did for you?" Shlok kaasi bimebilam arasha. The whole time, that whole story, I did not get angry. I didn't get angry. What do you mean, I didn't get angry in those moments? 
It says he doesn't get angry. If I would have gotten angry, and that's what Bilam says. Question number one. Why didn't Hashem get angry? It sounds like it's in the Bria. Hashem gets angry for one millisecond every day. So what does it mean that Hashem did not get angry? Number one, did we... Continuing that question, did we do something during this time period to merit that Hashem didn't get angry? Now, why didn't Hashem get angry the whole time? Or is it just a chesed? We didn't deserve it? So question one, why didn't Hashem get angry? Slash, you know, did we do something that, that merited Hashem getting angry at, at uh, us? Question number one. Question number two, which also Bezrem will deal with uh, soon also. Matavu Alecha Yaakov, Mishkanosecha Yisrael. Why focus on the shuls? We'll get back to another question, answer after. But why focus on the shuls? Olecha Yaakov, Mishkanosecha Yisrael. Number three, again, this is a classic because Rav Sarotskin is going to put together four or five ideas that we know of from this parsha, and he's going to put them all together in one composite idea. There's a Rashi later on. Rashi, in the discussion of the brachos, says the Pasik, Parakhav Gimel, Pasachav Dalid, Hein Am Kalaviyakum. This is a nation that gets up like a lion, like a lavi. There are many psukim. There are many words in Tanakh that talk about different types of lions. Lavi and Ari are two lions right here in the, in the same Pasuk. Says Rashi, When they get up in the morning, They wake up like a lion. We discussed in past years why is Shema before Tefillin? Don't you have to wear Tefillin to say Shema? But either way, we do all these mitzvahs of the morning. Is there a specific reason why that's what Bilam is focusing on? This nation does all these mitzvahs in the morning. So number one, why didn't Hashem get angry? Did we have a merit? Number two, why does Bilam focus on these mitzvahs? Maybe Dafka, these mitzvahs are what we did, but why Dafka did we do them then? And number three, why Dafka Matovu Ohalecha Ohalecha Yaakov? Says the Aznaim Latorah. Says the Aznaim Latorah. Let's go to line 10. Alkein Srichem Omar. Shayodea lechavein asashah. Shekarish Baruchu koeis chas v'shal ma Yisrael. Hashem knew that Abilam knew the time that Hashem would get angry. Vimai Abilam Omer az kaleim hayamuchach shay Yisrael kavanaso. If Bilam would say kaleim at that moment that Hashem gets angry, it would be obvious that it would be against the Jews because this is the moment that Hashem gets angry at the Jews. Says Rav Saratskin, but wait a minute. Look a couple of lines further on that same Amud. The Gemara quotes a Brisa in the name of Rabbi Meir. When does Hashem get angry? We don't know. But he gets angry at B'nai Yisrael for at a moment, we just said. But now, the Gemara says, When the sun goes up and everybody starts worshipping the sun, all the kings of the east and the west put down their crowns and bow down to the sun. At that moment in the morning when the sun goes up and everybody starts bowing down to the sun, Hashem gets angry. Says Rav Saratskin, that's the same moment because the Gemara says Hashem gets angry for one moment during the day. If he gets angry at one moment, so this must be the moment that everybody's bowing down to the sun and the moon and that's the moment that he gets angry at Bnei Yisrael. Why is that? If they're all bowing down to the sun and the moon and the stars, specifically the sun, right, so why does that Baruch Hu get angry at Am Yisrael? Ha! Ah, 
Says the Azayim Torah, go back one page in Mesechah's Brachas. The Gemara in Brachas on Davav, on Davav, Ahmed Beis, the Gemara talks about, right, without turning the page, just looking back, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, this is all quoted right here in Rav Sarovskin, Bishosh, Agadosh Baruch Hu, Baal when Hashem comes to a shul, full of matzah ba asara, and does not find a minion of Jews, miyad hukoes. Whoa, he gets angry. We have all these chazals here. Hashem gets angry and angry for one moment during the day. Hashem gets angry when the people start bowing down to the sun. Hashem gets angry when he comes to shul and doesn't find ten Jews. Are those all different times? Shenemar, madua basi, ve'inish, karasi, ve'inoneh. Suggest of Sarotskin, it's all the same moment. It's all the same moment. What does that mean? The nations, the Jews, Hashem sees all the nations bowing down to the sun. The most unbelievable servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the sun, and they're serving him. What does Hashem do at that moment? Is there anybody in this world that doesn't believe in that? Is there anybody in this world that's loyal to me, that I can trust, that are with me? Bechori, b'ni bechori. So what does he do? What does Hashem do? Kaviyachol, at the moment that he sees all of these people bowing down, he goes to the shuls. He goes to the shul, okay, what, are, what, is, what, are, what is my nation doing at least? What is Am Yisrael doing? That's why Yidavka comes to the shul at that moment, in the morning when the sun's going up. Maybe that's why it's the most uh, special to Davin Vasikin. Because that, that's the second that people start worshipping the sun, and that's the second that we're turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes to the shul, it's at that moment to see what we're doing. And he doesn't find ten, he gets angry. That's the anger. Says the Zion Torah. That was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed. During this time period when Bilam wanted to curse us, Hashem encouraged us, Hashem inspired us to do all the mitzvahs of the morning. In Shul, tzitzis, tefillin, kriyashma. And that's why Bilam picks up on those. Am kalavi yakum Says the Azayin Torah. now let's read it, line 25. Az, at that moment, at least, at least one nation should be davening and bowing down to me. He gets angry. This is the cause that Bilam saw and he was trying to, to take advantage that's why he wanted to say Kalim. Yes, everybody's doing things bad, but even Am Yisrael, it would be clear. Aval Chesed Asa Kadosh Baruch Imanu Hashem did Chesed for us. Shenasan Az Belev Yisrael LaHashkim UlaHariv LaBateknesios. Hashem put it in our hearts, and He inspired us, and He made us be very Azariz in the mitzvahs of coming early. And late to shul, umamil, I got his brachu motzi, and I saw there was always ten, and he never got angry. And that's what Bilam says, matovo alecha Yaakov, meshkotzecha Yisrael, he wanted to curse the shuls. He wanted to curse them and say, you messed up my pen. Sheshibach, but obviously he does the opposite. Shibach is patiknesios Yisrael, shim tamid, menaboker, but alay lo malayim, umis palalim. And that's am kalavi yakum, vechari is nasa. That is the protection. That's all the chazals together. Hashem gets angry. Hashem gets angry at the nations. Hashem gets angry at us when he doesn't find, find ten. And that's number three, number chazal number four, that it's the, uh, the mitzvahs of the morning. And number five, why matovu is what he focused on. Okay. Moving right along, I apologize, the next two sources are out of order. Five and six, the Yagdo Torah and the Minchas Asher should be at the end. So we're going to skip those for now, and we're going to go to source number seven. 
Source number seven is going to, the Nitziv is going to be the next piece. Says the Nitziv, there's a Pasuk in our Parsha that we can understand on a much deeper level than maybe we think. The Pasuk is teaching us a message for life, a personal message for life and a national message for life. Chav Gimel Tess, a Pasuk that we all know. Chav Gimel Pasuk Tess, what does Bilam say? I see you from Rosh Surim, from the generations back. What does the Pashtas mean? This is a nation that stands alone. We stand alone. We are a nation that rests alone. And amongst the nations, it is not calculated, it is not uh, counted. Rashi quotes, uh, what does it mean? Uh, that what, uh, what is that adding? When we're Besimcha, nobody's Besimcha with us. When we're Bitsaris, you know, nobody's Bitsara with us. Rashi quotes that. Am Levadad Yishkon, a beautiful Rashi, uh, a tragic Rashi, but a beautiful Rashi in terms of Am Yisrael. Kishen Smechim ain't Uma Simecha Imahem. Shenamar Hashem Badad Yanchenu. Ukshehu Umos Ovegililim Betova. Says the Nitziv in a tshuva in the Meshiv Davar, Chelak Aleph Simin Mem Dalit, source number seven. Halo Afilu Emumos Haolam, Sheratzon Hashem, Shenia Nifradim Mehem, Filios Badad. Hashem wants us to be separate. The goal of our existence is to be an Arlagayim. We can't be an Arlagayim, a model nation. If we are totally mitarev, if we are totally interspersed and uh, part of the other nations, right? If we're acculturated and we're uh, we're part and we're assimilated into the other nations, then the whole purpose of the world cannot function. Am levadad yishkon says the Nitzvah. You know how to read the pasuk. Am levadad. If we stay separate, yishkon, then we will be shachem. We will be able to survive. Uvagoyim. But if we're amongst the other nations. Lo yischashav. We won't be mitchashev and we won't be able to survive. That's the Nitziv and the Drush. Ubi uro. Bishashu levadad ve'enu misari v'imayim. Yishkon b'menucha. If we're am levadad, if we separate, then we could be shochim b'menucha. Uvagayim. Bishashu misari v'magayim. Ovedas gilulim. Lo yischashav. Ve'enu nechshav v'gay b'fnei atzmo. If we try to become part, then it's not going to work. We're not going to last. And I should put it into the Bria that we are separate. As Rav Chaim Ivalajan is quoted to have said, if a Jew does not make Kiddush, a Goy is going to make Havdalah. If a Jew is not going to sanctify themselves, then the Goy is going to be Mavdalah anyway. Right? Rachman al-Aslan, throughout our history, the Goyim haven't tried to figure out, well, who's a real observant Jew? I'm only going to hate them. And the ones who are not so observant, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, be close to them. No, it doesn't matter. Right, a Jew is a Jew. Vishkon Yisrael betach betach badad ein Yaakov pirusho ein Yaakov hainu tshukaso v'chulu v'chulu. And then he quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin: Echa Yashva badad Amar Rabba Amar Rebiuda Ani. Next page: Amarti Vishkon Yisrael betach badad. Achshav Echa Yashva badad. What does that mean? Shuma Solam Isracha kimimenu. If we would have sanctified ourselves, betach badad, great, but we didn't. So the Jew, the Goyim had to, Echa Yashvavadad. Umei Rosh, and says, the Nitziv, this was already forecast in the Brisbane Habasarim. A deeper idea. Umei Rosh, Yezir HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avram Avinu. Ki ger ye bazar acha be'eres You will be a nation in 
a land that is not yours. This is not just a prophecy, but it is a command, says the Nitziv. It needs to be this way. You need to be a ger ba'aristolahem. If you're an aristolahem, you cannot be a toshav. You have to be a ger. Ger yezarachav aristolahem. You need to be a ger. Lagur from the word ger. Already heard, he's going to be down there for a while. He's going to develop. He knew he would be down there for a long time. So what does the passing mean? Even when you're there, be, view it as an Aristolahem. Assimilate. Avo Yaakov Yaakov says, no way. Ela lagur ba'aretz banu. We want to be different. We want to have Goshen. We don't want to assimilate. We want to, we don't want to be part of Egyptian culture. That's what Avram Avinu trans, uh, transmitted down to them, and that's what Yaakov brought. Alkein line 17. All the time that we try to be like the Goyim around us, what happens? Says the Nitziv at the end of the uh, 19th century. We, we become alone anyway, even if we don't do it ourselves. And that, so that's the Brisbane Abbasarim. Brisbane Abbasarim is a command. And then we also have, that's what we say in the Haggadah also. We can use this in a Parsha Shia later on in Lech Lecha. As well as the Haggadah Shir, maybe Beth if we remember next year. What do we say in Agada? After quoting Brisbane Abbasarim, quote, This is what has kept us going. What is that going on? The famous, what's the Vihi? Right, it can't be just the promise, which most say that that is a simple interpretation. The promise that Hashem will be with us and will go after Chush Gadol eventually, that can't be Vihi. Shari Lohaya We went out with Chush Gadol Mitzrayim. Remez. Al Kol Dar. Right, it's not on every generation. Right, what does it mean? Kol V'Chol Dar V'Dar. Elohi Pirusho. Vihi Hainu Dvar Hashem Kiger Zaracha. The first part of that. The first part of the Brisbane Abbasarim, that you will be a stranger. He that we are different. We live on a different standard, a different plane of existence. Hashem saves us as long as we are separate. How do you know? How do you know this? Look at Lavan. What, what do you think is going to keep us going? What, when you love, when you try to assimilate? What happened with Lavan? Lavan tried to be close to us, but ultimately it was Lara. Ultimately it was for our bad, right? Kol, right? It was the Gemara say, Kol Tov, Shal Rishayim, Rahu, Eitzel Tadikim, right? The Gemara Nazar Chav Gimel or so. Says the, uh, so says the, uh, the Nitziv. 
That's what it means. Harami. A person might say, no wait, if we're nice to, if we nice and we try to intermarry and we try to, uh, assimilate, that would be the best for the Jews. Cause obviously we'll be friends. Answer is no. We were family. You don't get closer than that. We were family. And even so, he wanted to uproot everything. So, you want to know that Vahishamda is correct. That Vahishamda, that we're separate of Ger, Yezarach, Averis, Lolahem, from Lavan. Lavan, we were so close to, and look what he tried to do. Everything, and therefore it ends off the more that we are culturally connected to the nations around us. Yoser Hema Merchakim Merachakim Osanu Umevakshim Laabdenu. We have to make sure we inculcate that amongst ourselves, and that's the message of Am Levadad, then Yishkon. Uva Goyim. But if we, if we go amongst the Goyim and we try to mix in amongst the Goyim, lo Yishashav, so then we are not going to be able to be Mithrashev, we're not going to be able to stand up to the enemy's Surrounding us. Okay. Moving right along to the next Pusik. These are jam-packed sukkim. We can focus on every Pusik. We try to do a few different sukkim, a few different ideas each year. Next Pusik. Mimana Afar Yaakov. Umisparas Rova Yisrael. Who could count the offer of Yaakov? Rashi quotes. The, who could count the number of mitzvahs that we do with the dirt? Beautiful, uh, beautiful Rashi. Rai lo sachos shoravachamor, lo sizra kilayim, efer para, afar sota. So many. But let's talk about the second half of the Pusik. Tamos nafshi, mosi sharim. Says Bilam, I want my death to be like the death of the yesharim. The yesharim, who are the yesharim? Is it the avos? Is it the righteous? Usiach risi kamahu. I want my end to be like them. What's the message we learn from this pasuk? Bilam is having a moment of inspiration. I wish that my death is like them. I want to die a mosi sharim. It's amazing. That he is coming to, right? He sees what Misa Beneshika is. He sees with his Navua. Bilam was a tremendous Navi. He sees what it is in the future, and he wants to have that uh, that experience. Says the Tefer Shimshon, Ma Mufla Hadavar Shabilam Arasha Ichela Atzmola Mus Misa Tzadikim. Right? He wanted to be like the Tzadikim. He wanted to die like the Tzadikim. What was the problem with his request? To die like a tzaddik, a lot of people are muhan for. To live like a tzaddik, many people are not ready for. And that's what life's about. Life's not just about dying like a tzaddik. Baruch Hashem, there's been many medus that didn't live like a tzaddik, but they died like a tzaddik. But our goal in life and the goal of every Jew is not only to die like a Jew, die like a tzaddik, but live like a tzaddik. Line 8. Bilam Chamad, Bilam was not ready to commit to a life of, of observance of being a servant of God. Bilam was not ready to do that. He wasn't ready to live like a servant of Hashem. Davka Achriso, he was ready to die. Basically, there's no commitment. There's no obligation. It's all from God. Davka Achriso, Beganetan, Sadiqi Yisrael. I'll take that. That he wasn't ready for. I'll live my life. 
Barak Basiyum Chayev, Ratzalamos Mosisharim, Kemo Yehudi Tov, Ulazakos Laganeden. Right, it was just to, to live a Ganeden. I'll take that afterwards, but I'm not ready to live my life. And he says, says Repinkus, Vachena Nurom Harbe Anoshim, Sheyazos, Kolish Davus, Shizkulam Misa Sadikim. Right, they want to have a Misa Sadikim. What do they do? They arrange for somebody to say Kaddish, Yilmudu Mishnayis, Lilinishvasam, Levaya Yehudit, Kshera, which are wonderful things. Wonderful things to say Kaddish and to have a proper Jewish burial. Vinidmelahem, the problem is that people think that through these actions at the end of one's life, so then the whole future is going to be like that. But that's a Bilam Arusha attitude. Tomus Nafshi Mosi Sharim. No, no, no. We need Chaye Yisharim. Tichye Nafshi Chaye Yisharim. And that's what life's about. Right? We've used this in the past to answer the question of the Mepharshim. About Avram versus Yitzchak. Why was the Akeda considered Avram's test and not Yitzchak's test? Yitzchak was the one that put his neck on the, uh, out. Right? Yitzchak, I mean, the schus, the Yitzchak has the schus also. The Gemara Shabbos pay test where Yitzchak has the defense of Kla Yisrael, even though Avram and Yitzchak don't, Avram and Yaakov can't defend Kla Yisrael. So yes, but it's still called the test of Avraham. Why? Explain some of the Bali Machshava. Yitzchak was ready to die al-Kadesh Hashem, which is an amazing level. But Avram was ready to live al Hashem. He was ready to sacrifice Yitzchak and then the rest of his life to live with it. To live with that action. That action that would undermine everything he's done in his life against child sacrifices, against uh, Avodah Zarah. Still, he was ready to live with it. He was ready to live a life of al Hashem. Says Rav Pincus, continuing though, an added point, it's the same idea it's not a question of, okay, in the future, I don't have any commitment right now, but it's in the future. I'm worried about the future, the death. What about, says Rapinkus, in an extended application, our children? Our children are our future, and we want security, and we love to ensure our children following HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the only way to do that is to do something now. Just like we want a death of Yesharim, we have to have a life of Yesharim. We want children who are our future, who follow God. We need to be people ourselves who follow God. Right? That's also one of the mistakes of Bilaam. Next page. Children follow their fathers. Death follows life and children follow fathers. If everybody follows the Derech HaTorah, Right, but if we don't, if we tell our children to go learn and we're not learning, we tell them to go be careful about davening properly and we're not. We tell them to do Maisa Chesed, to be honest, and we're not. That's just like Bilam. Right, we think we're going to get it in the end, even though we don't have it right now. And that is something that we all have to work on to make sure we have the attitude of living a life of Yesharim and not just wishing and hoping for a Misas Yesharim. Okay. The Malbim we're going to save for the end. But now let's go back now to the couple of sources that we had that we had skipped. First, let's go back to the Yagdal Torah. Let's go back to the Yagdal Torah. Famous question that many Mepharshim deal with, and we've dealt with also. He quotes this uh, from others. We start every day with the words of Bilam Arasha. Matovu Alecha Yaakov, Mishkenosecha Yisrael. Right, so obviously that shows that we don't always look at always who is talking, but what is being said from the inside, says the, says the, uh, but the question still is, what's so crucial about that Pusik? What's so crucial about Ohalecha Yaakov, Mishkanosecha Yisrael? Says the Yagotar, quoting from the She'eris Menachim, 
When Bilam sees Am Yisrael, who are so tsanua in their houses, as the Gemara says in Mesechas Baba Basra, their windows weren't aligned with each other. He saw their psachim, we're not mechuvan, nobody could look inside each other's uh, tent. He says, wow. He says, What is, what is that saying then? Ohalecha to Mishkanosecha. There are different ways to understand that. So this safer is understanding Ohalecha, our Ohels are our houses. Mishkanosecha are our Mishkans. Suggest that She'eris Menachem, Haskolas HaKedusha, Our Kedusha is not only in our religious sanctuaries. It's not only in shul. We want to have a life of Kedusha in our shul. We need to have a life of Kedusha in our homes. If we have Ohalecha Yaakov, Ohel symbolizing the Jewish home, then we can have Mishkanosecha Yisrael. It starts in the home. The Mishkan will be a Mikdash Shel Yisrael. And that's what we daven for. And that's what Bilan, as we say every morning, as we come into Shul, as the Mepharshim say, we're supposed to say that right outside of Shul. And then, come into the Shul. So maybe as we transition into go into the Shul, it's an acknowledgement that my life at home impacts what I'm about to do. My religion is not only in the shul. My life at home impacts whether I'm going to have an appropriate experience in the shul. And that's as we go. Now going into Mishkanosecha Yisrael. Idea number one. Idea number two, he says, Shamati, so Theagel Torah, Matam Shamaskilin Bechayom. Why do we start every day with the Matova, what the non-Jew guy, the Bilam said? When a Jew gets up to Davin, there are so many prosecuting forces, Yetzaharis, Satans, that are, they don't want us to dive in. They don't want us to get up. Right? When we're lying in bed and it's so comfortable and we think just a little more time and we want to press that snooze button and we just want to roll over. Those are the prosecuting forces. Those are the Yetzaharis. They're trying to make us stay in bed. And there are so many of them in the morning. So you know what we say? It's not going to help. We could fight that it's not going to help. How do we know it's not going to help? Bilam was the ultimate makatreg. Bilam was the ultimate in terms of the evil forces. And yet what happened? What happened to his words? So we look at those prosecuting forces in the face and we say, You know what? Don't start. Don't start with us. That is the suggestion of the of the Yagdal Torah. Two ideas about Matovu Alecha Yaakov. Moving right along, a number of ideas. We have two more ideas related to Matovu for this. So now we go to the Rosh Weiss, the Menchas Asher, where he discusses also why focus, again, the Pashas, we had the deeper idea of the Shiris Menachem, about the Oel, meaning the, the homes, and the Mishka, meaning the Shuls. But the Pashas is, these are two names for the Bati Knesios and Bati Midrashos. Right? And that's what 
The Medrash says, he quotes it from the Yalkut, the beginning of source number six now. Amr Bilazar, Amr Abilazar, mi brachos of Shaloso Rasha, atalamed, mahaya belibo. We know from his brachos what was, he wanted to be makalel. Pikesh lomar lo yeh adabatakarese vada medrashos. Right, there shouldn't be shuls in yeshivas. Amr matobo alecha Yaakov. He says matobo alecha Yaakov. So what is it? Why did he focus? As we just said, isn't there a lot of Kedusha in the home? So what is it about the Bate Medrash and the Bate Knesios? Why did Balak hire Bilam? To curse the Jews. So why did he focus on the shuls and the yeshivas? Everybody, the whole nation. So why did Bilam's focus on Dafka, the Batiknesis, and the Bet Midrashos? Says the Minchasasher, an obvious point, but it has to be said again and again. Bilam knew the secret to Klai Yisrael. Bilam knew what keeps us going. There might be an individual Jew that somehow, you know, uh, goes off. But the Torah is the secret to Jewish continuity. As long as we have shuls and we have bati medrash, nobody can uproot us. If you take away the shuls, yeshivas, that's going to do it. And that's why, just to skip down to the bottom before we do the middle, and that's why Rachman al-Atzlan, at the beginning of World War II, yeah, there were many Jews killed already, but what's considered the beginning of the end, Kristallnacht. What happened at Kristallnacht? There were many Jews that were that were killed and hurt and maimed. But what happened at Kristallnacht? It was the shuls. It was the shuls and the yeshivas that were burned. They knew that that's the root. That's the way to, to undermine the entire nation. The opposite of Matovu Alecha Yaakov, Mishpazecha Yisrael, or it's what exactly Bilam wanted to do. And that's why Rahman al-Sahn, the Nazis, Yimach Shemam, did as many throughout our religion. And now back to the middle part of section 6. That's exactly what Rabbi Akiva told Papas ben Yehuda. Remember the story of the second to last daf, the third to last daf in Mesechah's Brachis. Papas says, Rabbi Akiva, what are you doing? Why are you teaching Torah in public? Just join me and give it up. Says Rabbi Akiva, Lamada Redome, line 10. L'shual she'aholech al-kabeyanar. You know what you remind me of? You remind me of a fox that's walking along the side of the river. And the fox looks into the water and sees the fish jumping from one place to another place. And he says to the fish, what are you jumping? What are you, what are you running? What are you uh, f- uh, swimming so fast for? Because of the, 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 the nets, there are, there are um, fishermen there, they're trying to catch us. You know what, I have a better idea. Why don't you come up on dry land? Just like our forefathers lived together, you'll come, come on the dry land. Says the fish, you fool. Amrulo. We're in the water, which is our lifeblood, our life, our, our atmosphere that we need to live. Here we're nervous. If we go out of our life, our, our situation, existence, this water, 
says Rabbi Akiva, the Torah is our water. If we stop learning, then we have no chance at all. That's our life. And it's all, the whole thing is a sheker, as, as Rav Asher Weiss points out, that what he says, just like our forefathers, when did the fish and the foxes ever live together? They never lived together. But it's all false. It's all sheker. But it's, that's the, you're dry land. We're dagim shebayam. We were born here. We always need to be here. And that's the muscle of the Torah. We need to be here always. Says the says the uh, line twenty four the minchas asher v'ir de be'emes da'chenu shakronu it's sheker the zut tamsis hamashal af anu im haTorah dvekim b'tamuda b'chalos shomin tfiyah we hear it in every door be like us like we said before before from the nitziv right why are you different right Haman said it and and throughout the nations right uh, people have tried to do this but. Never works. Atem chayot yabasha va'anu dogim shebayam. Biyama talmud no lavnu ubo nichya es chayenu. B'tarah shakasaba kihem chayechem va'orech yemechem. So we've had a number of points already about matovu. We had why is this the first pasuk? We add back to Azayim Latara also. That's what he says because of the shuls. And Hashem didn't get angry because uh, we went to the shuls dafka during that time. And just to end off with one final beautiful thought from the Malbim. The Malbim in source number 11. Now turning to the end, the Malbim says, why is the Pasuk, Ohalecha Yaakov Mishkanosecha Yisrael, why does it first say Ohel, which is a temporary structure, as we know, going to Mishkan, which is the Kavua structure? Question one. Question two, why the switch from Yaakov to Yisrael? We have the Ohel, the temporary structure along with Yaakov, and then we have the Mishkan, a permanent structure along with uh, Yisrael. Says the Malbin. Ha'ohel hu ohel arai. Va'amishkan hu akavua. And what's the difference? Says the Malbin. The Bilam sees the now and the future. Ohalecha Yaakov is referring to the Jews in the desert. Mishkan Asacha Yisrael is referring to the Jews in Eretz Yisrael. You can't be permanent. You can't be perfect unless you're in Eretz Yisrael, says the Malbin. Uba Midbar, Shachnu Ba'ahalehem. They're beautiful. Because look what he says. There we can be Israel. A Jew in Chutzlaretz cannot reach the level of Yisrael. They can reach the level of Yaakov. Only a Jew in Eretz Yisrael can reach the level of Yisrael. And then he even continues and says, that's the next Pasuk. If we continue in Pasuk Bav, we have the Mishalim of the types of trees. You have a Nachal, and then you have a Nahar. And you have Ahalim, and then you have Arazim. It keeps going from the more temporary to the more sturdy and stable and serious item. And that's the mashal that continues. But it starts with, Ohalecha Yaakov, Chutz Laaretz, Mishkonesecha Yisrael, as the only permanent uh, residence and permanent state that a Jew could be in is when one is in Eretz Yisrael, and that is the Mishkan, which is Kavua, and that's the level that we get to of Yisrael. Okay, we'll have to stop here, but Hashem, we will continue in Sefer Bamidbar in the coming weeks.